0: Life with God. You already heard that's what we're talking. I'm talking about. This is part of our series, uh, Credo Credo series, which is a Latin term for "I believe." And these are the basic tenets uh, of the faith. Okay, as in ETS, not like a tenant in an apartment building. Um, the basic principles of the faith. And um, we've been Clay and I've kind of teamed up on these. What what these involved and what what's included in that and and the one today is is you know I kind of got the long I, I drew the long straw here I got the fun one life with God what does that mean uh, because then you you don't have to be here very often or very much at this church uh, when you, we start talking about knowing God and and having a relationship with God and and what does that mean and and um, you know. Any discussion, and this is the it, part, part of this, this important issue. Any discussion about a life lived in relationship with God needs to have some some understanding. We need to define that. So you know, and, and sometimes I, I'm concerned that we don't always do that. So I have really, and I don't, I'm not not misspeaking here. I I, uh, I have the uh, privilege of being able to talk about that because it really is. I say it's the fun stuff. It is the fun stuff. But, I mean, I don't want to sell it and be misleading here because it's, it's, it's the fun stuff, but it's also very serious. When we start talking about what it means to, to have a relationship with God and how that works and, and, and what's involved on that uh, on his part and on my part, more concerned about my part than I am his part because he, he's always there. So I'm calling these things, and I didn't originate this term, the spiritual disciplines. And, um, and I use that when, you know, we, we all know how, you know, we, our kids, we teach them discipline. And in sports, we learn the basic disciplines depending on, on what sport it is, you know, and, and so forth. And I'm a guy who I have a lot of discipline personally. Sometimes I'm, I'm reluctant to tell people, you've got to be disciplined on this. And, and sometimes I fear that that might come across as a little preachy or whatever. And, and really, that's the wrong attitude because these are spiritual disciplines, and we need to think about that. And we're talking about things that will change our lives and how we live. So I've, I've taken, there's a lot of spiritual disciplines, and certainly I can't be comprehensive or exhaustive in talking about them in one message or even like a, a week of messages. But I'm going to just take, I'm moving I'm four different categories for you today, just to get you to think along those lines with me, all right? And, and, and it's real simple. Life with God. What does it mean? The first one is dedication, and I'm going to do three others in just a second. Dedication. Interesting. Interesting thought when you think about it. I was raised in a church. Maybe you were. Some of you, um, where, is pretty conservative. Is in the middle of a cornfield in Ohio, which is where I spent most of my childhood. Not in church, but either at church or at home or in a cornfield. Um, really, and uh, uh, and. Uh, in there they would they would have this thing that they would talk about. Well, you need to come to Jesus. And they would do this thing every Sunday. You need to come to Jesus or rededicate your life. To the point where I'm like, what is you know so I just kept rededicating my life because basically I knew I wasn't always living like I should be living. And I thought, well, that'll take care of it. I'll go rededicate my life and I'd rededicate my life and still wouldn't live the way I was supposed to be living. And I'm like, well, is that what dedication is? No, it's it's much, much more than that, much different than that. And that's what I want to talk to you about. I'm going to show you a passage, and if you've come here more than two Sundays um, you, and that I've been speaking, you, you, uh, you, you've heard me talk about this passage. It's, for lack of a better term, it's like a life verse to me, or life, life verses, um, and it comes from the book of Matthew. So this, this first concept, life with God, is about dedication. I want you to watch one line in this, this passage of Scripture. This comes from Matthew chapter 22. Verse 34, we'll pick it up, there are the Pharisees, there's two groups in the, Old, in the New Testament, you have two ruling classes, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, kind of like, in a much more watered down way, kind of like Republicans and Democrats, except in their cases, they were also the religious leaders, because I'm sure there are Republicans and Democrats that want you to think they're the religious leaders too, but, but uh, in this case they really were. And the Sadducees were trying to trick Jesus. They were, they were a little more, what we might call a little more liberal. They didn't believe in a resurrection of, of any kind, which is why they were so sad, you see. And and they liked that at nine o'clock. You guys are just a bunch of they got that at nine o'clock. I'm not, I'm not sure what the difference is. Maybe, 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 maybe the intellect maybe the IQ. No, I'm not gonna go there. Anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, they did like it at nine o'clock. But anyway, the Sadducees more liberal, you know, the all the other They tried to trick Jesus. They failed right before this passage. You can go back and read it later. So now the Pharisees, they're going to take their crack at Jesus and try to trick him up. And look what happens. The Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply. They met together to question him again. One of them, a lawyer, no pun, no, don't read into that, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, this gets my attention right here. What's the most important thing got, Lord? Here, here's what the Lord says, you must love the Lord your God. Here he goes, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I want to go back to that one phrase. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Three different words there very quickly. Heart. I'm going to read to you some just some definitions from, from Greek lexicons, or which are kind of like Greek dictionaries and so forth. Um, just to give you a little background, heart denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. It's the seat of the spiritual life. It's the middle or the central of inmost part of anything, inmost part of anything. Well, you know, we, we you say you want to get to the heart of an issue. You don't want to get to the to the innermost part of that issue. That's heart. There's soul. It's, it's that vital force which animates life. It's uh, it's regarded as moral being designed for everlasting life. All humans have a soul, and then there's the mind. Mind is the faculty of understanding the way of thinking and the way of feeling. How we feel is affected by our mind and how we think. So what the Lord does there with one, one brush is there's no there's no segregation here. We're, we're a very integrated people. All of this goes together. It's all a whole. You know, it is our mind, it is our soul, it is it is it, excuse me, it is our, our heart, it is our soul, it is our, our mind. All together, we can't, we can't categorize life. Well, that's my work, that's my, my club and my leisure, and that's, that's my family life. And, you know, it's all together. And the Lord is saying, listen, here's the deal. When you talk about life with God, it's about true, unreserved dedication. Um, dedication involves some spiritual habits. If you will, these disciplines that I've been talking about. And these disciplines involve prayer. We'll talk more about that in a moment. It involves scripture reading. We've talked a lot about that in the last, uh, last several months. Um, solitude. Ha- having some time alone. Meditation. Um, it involves study. And it involves community. Right? Now... Solitude, you say, we to, we, you mean it involves soli- yeah, There needs to be time when we're alone and, and, and just alone with God. Now, there's a lot of ways we can do that. Excuse me for a moment here as I have a mic wire going all over the place. Um, solitude is something that we do alone, but sometimes, you know, if you've ever done this, you ever been on the train or, or in the city or wherever, and millions of people are around you, or at least hundreds or at least dozens, right? And uh, and you put on some some earphones maybe and just listen to something that you can pray to or that you can listen and just think about you know maybe read the Bible. I have a one playlist actually. Have it right here. Actually, no, I will play it for you. Uh, it is uh, just a playlist of of hymns by this guy Jim Brickman's his name and these these uh, just just a piano. It's just very you know just real. I often I'll play it when I'm reading or praying or preparing a message or something like that. It's not distracting. You can experience solitude wherever you are. And that's part of the spiritual disciplines. And in some cases, that doesn't take away from the fact that you still need to get away when you can for however long you can. Maybe it's just for a little while. Maybe it's just for minutes. Maybe it's just for an hour to just get away and, and just spend some, some, some concentrated time with, with, with God praying and so forth. That's part of this whole thing of dedication. So, so it involves that, that kind of solitude, study, community being with people who can encourage you and you can encourage them you have, you have any friends like that i have a friend we don't talk all that much but whenever we talk it's just like we where we left off several months before one of the questions he always ask and now i always ask him you know is, what are you reading it's kind of cool i mean it's one of those things that challenges you i know when i'm what are you reading you know it's, it's something kind of challenges one another what have you been reading well, I'll see, the Wall Street Journal? Well, that doesn't count. Um, obviously it does, but you understand my point. We, we we need to spend some time on things that are that are really important as well. Um, study. Let me show you something. Timothy. It's a, this is a great verse. Timothy chapter 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. He puts it this way work hard or study, some Bibles read. So you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Be a good worker, one who does, who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. We could get in conversations that aren't particularly healthy for us. We need some serious dedication to this thing of being a follower of Christ. Um, let me use a shallow Illustration. <laughs> That's all I know. Shallow illustrations. Um, I'm using for my notes my new iPad. Have you noticed that? No. no, no. I didn't get any uh, I didn't get any shout outs or cat calls or sit down or any of those kind of things. Uh, a few a couple of weeks ago some, some friends generously uh, gave me this as an early birthday present. It's kind of a long story, and I won't go into it now, and I don't have time. But, I mean, my birthday is really not till the 19th, but they gave it to me early because my friends knew me well enough to know that I probably wouldn't wait until then. I didn't know they were getting it for me, but they knew that I would probably be in line to get one because I'm an early adapter, and they so they th- were gracious not only in giving me a new iPad, but also in getting, giving it to me early because they recognized that Rich is just an impatient son of a gun. Anyway... Um, so for, a while, for the last, I don't know, week or two or however long I've had it, a couple of weeks, I don't want to say I've been obsessed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, but I have been pretty dedicated <laughs> to, learning my, thank you, to learning more and more and more. And I get up when I wake up. I don't sleep all that much. So I wake up early and I go grab my iPad. Oh, let me see what's going on. You know, and then and then any any moment I have between, I carry it with me everywhere I go now, and 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 I have an appointment here or somewhere, and then I go often. there around here, and I end up downstairs and in, in, in one on one of the table uh, two hundred, which is out on the patio. I know what all the tables down there. Just let me know. <laughs> table thirty is the best table if you ever want to know. That's inside, but anyway, and so the. Two hundreds are out on the on the patio, and I end up there waiting. If I got fifteen minutes, working on stuff. I know I'm getting, learning more and more, in spite of what popular opinion. I'm beginning to learn more and more about my iPad, all it does, and it's just freaking amazing. Okay, I have been dedicated, <laughs> dedicated, and you know I you know go late at night, and Charlene will say, well, why don't you go to bed?" I'm like, "Oh, I'll, I'll be up in a little while." You know, and you know she hasn't taken it away from me yet, and she was not like that, and she won't. But I mean, anyway, she might be profitable sometimes. <laughs> Here's my point. I had the thought the other night because I was reading that verse, that very verse that we're just talking about—your uh, your 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 heart, your soul, and your mind—and and the thought, because I'm you know was, was preparing for this, I was just thinking, what would happen if I was as dedicated to learning everything I can about Christ and 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 my life and and the areas of my life that need improvement as I have been for the last two weeks or so? with my iPad. And this won't last, obviously, in terms of, I mean, it's going to be with my life forever because it's just the most amazing piece of technology on the face of the earth. But but, but that, 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 that seriousness of dedicated, that, that may not last. But here's the point. If that's important, and, and we could argue whether it is or not, how much more important it is that we have, maybe not the same kind of of obsessive compulsiveness, which comes with new stuff, but the same kind of zeal and enthusiasm for learning more and, and exploring more about our faith or our, 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 our young faith in Christ and who He is and, and what that means and how that fleshes out in my life and how that works. I mean, just think about that and have those few moments. I'm just going to pray or I'm just going to read a little bit now about some things about the Lord and how I should. Just think of the de- that's dedication, folks. That's dedication. And I'm not necessarily suggesting you can't get anything new and go crazy over it for a little while. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm saying, just there's a lesson to be learned from that for all of us. So, so, so take note of that. Life with God is about dedication, lifelong dedication, an eternal quest of being the person that God wants me to be. My heart, my soul, and my mind. Second thing that life with God is. It's about confession. I'm not gonna talk a lot about confession today I'm going to be, me- I'm actually working on a message for in, in August when uh, starting, we're starting in two weeks with a series of, 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 Clay and I are going to tag team another series of messages on favorite passages in the Bible. We're kind of taking our favorite ones. And, and in August, uh, actually August 15th, I'm having this one, I'm doing one on what I call spiritual breathing, a message about confession, how important it is. Let me just give you a little preview of that right now, because this is an, this is an important concept, one which we don't talk about enough. Let me show you from from the Bible, 1 John 1, 8. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful. Get this. If we confess our sins to Him, Christ, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. We need desperately to have confession in our lives. And, and, and wherever your background might be, maybe you grew up in a situation where they say you need to go confess your sins to the, to the minister or to the priest or whomever. If they mean you need someone to talk to about some of the things that you've been involved with, that you might need some help with, that's a good thing. Whether that be with a minister or a close friend who you trust and can help you, and it's not you don't—they're not just a a garbage can for your issues, but they can really help you. If they mean that you confess your sins to a human um, because he can forgive you, I don't have that power. None of us do. Only God has that ability. But I like the concept, and I appreciate those who have drawn attention to the concept of forgive of, of confession. Because of the forgiveness of sins. And we need to practice that. The word confession, it's an interesting Greek word. It means to agree with God. So when I confess my sins, I'm saying, God, you know what? I just said those things. I just treated that person this way, and that was terrible. And I, and I, I want to ask you for forgiveness. And He's going to provide it. I want to agree with you that I shouldn't have done that. that. That's something, and confession isn't once a week, folks. Not in my house. It's about once an hour. Okay? It's an ongoing type of thing. It's an important spiritual discipline that needs to be part of all of our lives. It's interesting. I, I had a I have a good friend. He used to work he used to be one of our Children's workers here at Renaissance, in the early years, we, for those of you who don't know, we have uh, some volunteers, but also some, some, uh, some children's workers who come from a couple of different colleges, predominantly, uh, Nyack College in New York, Philadelphia Biblical University, just outside, this, north of Philly, and we still have some of those, some of those guys um, who still help us from time to time, and, uh, and, and some of them are here every Sunday. But I, one of my one of one of the early guys is still a good friend. We 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 talked this week, and uh, we just one of those young men that you just really come to love and appreciate, and, and uh, we keep in touch, as I said. And so I had a conversation with him this week. Actually, we I saw him. We got together for something, and and uh, he was he's about ready. He just got accepted in the FBI, and uh, he was talking to me about that. And, and he, that's one of his one of his that was his goal when he started in college. And uh, so he's about ready to go to FBI Academy or whatever you call it. But he was telling me about this, this, this horrifying thing that he did called a, a polygraph test that, he, that they had. It's kind of an interesting story. I won't go into all the details, but one morning, a month ago or so, I got a call, um, left, uh, Reverend Teeters, this is a special agent such-and-such, such. I need to talk with you. That's not from the FBI. I'm like, that's all I got. I'm special agent so-and-so from the FBI, I need to talk with you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I, what have I done? They finally found me, you know. Um, so it was about a reference for him, and I said, I'll give you a good reference. And they said, no, no, we got to meet you face-to-face. I'm like, geez. So we sat right back there and met him on a weekday, and we talked. So we had my friends talking about this polygraph test, which I got to tell you, I've never had one, but I really would like to have one. Because I, I just think I could lie. I just think I could. I don't know if I could or not, but I'd like to try, you know. But, but anyway, just for fun, just for sport. But, but anyway. Not that I'm proposing that we all should lie, because we shouldn't. You should always tell the truth, okay? Um, but he says, this, was a, this, here, here my, this is a job that I've wanted all my life, and, I'm, and they're, they're polygraphing me. It's just really scary. And then they asked me this question. They said, have you ever cheated in college? And, and my friend said, yes, I have. And the guy interviewing him, an FBI agent, looked at, looked at, looked at his resume and said, you went to Philadelphia Biblical University and the guy said how does that happen you know and my friend was like look i'm 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 ashamed of it I'm sorry I've confessed it to God a number of times I'm not going to lie to you I did I cheated and I, and and so on and so on and, and this guy was just and and my friend went on to explain the some of the intricacies of the faith and how you know we don't always live up to to the standards that we have and the point is we we come to God and, and confess our sins you know so it's a really interesting thing but but that's what confession... You know, here's the thing I want you to think about. Excuse the grammar, but God don't need no polygraph test. And sometimes we come before God to confess our sins, and we minimize them. Well, Lord, I may have lied a little bit. And God's up thinking, you didn't lie a little bit, Rich. You just lied. Well, maybe I didn't treat that person quite like a... No, you didn't... In, a, in God being a gracious God is not, not going to come down out of the thunder in the sky and say, you, you didn't just... Sort of not treat that person the wrong way. You just sinned. So when we confess our our sins to God, it's important that we we, we, we be honest, and and that's part of that relationship. We agree with Him with with a heart of contrition, and we thank Him for His forgiveness, but it's an important issue to do. And we need to do that. That's what life with God is about. It's about dedication. It's about confession that all of us need. Third thing. Life with God is about conversation. Prayer. And I'm going to, I, I, I intentionally use the conversation because that's really what it is. Let me show you, Colossians chapter 4, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. When you just devote yourselves to prayer? He's not talking about, you know, going away to some monastery and, and just praying 24-7. He's saying your life should be one almost like, like a stream of consciousness of just... Always being aware that God is there and, and talking to God and, 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 and praying. And, Lord, here's that situation. I, I, here's the deal. I, I really need some help here. and here, Help me to respond the right way. Some of, you, some of you have told me at different times, some of you particularly, uh, that have situations where you're trying to put deals together and so forth. Um, I've had a number of people over the years tell me, I, you know, I pray to God all the time, but I, 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 never, I never pray for God to help me make the deal happen. Here's my response to that. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I'm not, I'm not making any guarantees. It, it may not happen, but you can bet I'm. I'm if, if I'm in that situation, I'm saying, God, help us help anything to come through. This would be great. I mean, if you feel guilty about it, I mean, just, you know, give all the money to the church. I, don't, I mean, whatever. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, no, seriously, we, we really need to be thinking about it. And, and certainly we want to ask God that he be honored in our dealings and our goings-on and, and our pulling stuff together. But there's nothing wrong with praying about all those things. And the Bible tells us to pray. Devote yourselves to prayer. Let me show you. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Pray at all times on every occasion. You know, with, you know, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay alert. Be persistent. 1 First Th- First Thessalonians chapter 5, 17. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Pray all the time. So it's talking about being aware of God's presence all the time and just talking to God. Maybe it's out loud. Maybe it's underneath your breath. Maybe it's in your mind. He knows that. But that's part, that's one of those spiritual dif- disciplines when we talk about life with God. It's about dedication. It's about confession. It's also about conversation with God. It's amazing how that works and how that can help as you, as you go through the day. C.S. Lewis put it this way. I love what the, this quote from C.S. Lewis I've used it a few times in years past, but just watch this. What seem our worst prayers may really be, in God's eyes, our best. Those, I mean, which are least supported by devotional feeling. For these may come from a deeper level than feeling. God sometimes seems to speak to us most intimately when he catches us, as it were, off our guard. Sometimes our best prayers, we, we're not, we don't, have the opportunity to kneel down. We don't have the opportunity to bow our head and close our eyes. Sometimes our best prayers are, oh God, I need some help, I need some help. Really now, I'm so, I'm, I really need some help. And I want to confess, some, I just really screwed up. Those are great prayers. God's listening. Don't miss that. Life with God involves dedication. Life with God involves confession. Life with God involves conversation, prayer. Last thing, Very quickly. And it's more of what happens. Life with God is about transformation. Let me show you this real quick. Romans chapter 12. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of New Jersey, but let God <laughs> transform you. That's what it's saying. That's what it's saying. <laughs> and we live here and, and, and we let certain things, we, well, it's our culture. You know, and, and many times in, 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 in one home of which I'm very, very familiar, mine, um, I've been told more than once, you know, just because it's okay here to be obnoxious and, and rude, and, and because that might be a little bit of your personality at times, doesn't mean you got to, you, you know, use it. I'll let you figure out who that was to. Um, It's true, we we do live in a culture oftentimes that almost, if not embraces, sometimes actually affirms rude, obnoxious behavior. That's not okay. You say, but that's Jersey, Rich. I know it's Jersey. And I can get in there with the best of them. It's still not right. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. By changing how you think, we have to think differently. When we have that dedication and we have that that, that confession and we have that conversation going on with God, transformation begins to take place. You know what? It may, it may start out with just some little transformation. It may be just one time, just, just one time. When some dirt ball pulls out in front of you and you don't honk your horn. You're like, wow. I always plucked my horn before. I always cursed. I always flipped. you know, whatever. It might just be a few baby steps like that. It may be that one time, that one person you have to deal with, a client or a, a coworker who's just a first class, you know what? And it may be you responding the right way just once. You know what? That's the beginning. We'll take that. We'll take that. And that's how, that's, that's how God does some amazing things in people's lives. Life with God is about dedication, it's about confession, it's about conversation, it's about transformation. I have one prayer I want to just give to you, I gave this prayer a couple of years ago when I did a series on prayer, maybe three years ago, and I've just taken excerpts of this prayer, it's a big long prayer from the Puritans, from a book called The Valley of Vision, a collection of Puritan prayers and devotions. And the Puritans get a bad rap. Some of them, some of them were judgmental and you know, all that other kind of stuff. Not all of them, though. A lot of them just really had a real tremendous heart to to be the person that God wanted them to be. And I'm assuming that's the case with the person who wrote this prayer. I'm going to read through it and just talk about it for a minute, and then I'm going to read through it as my prayer. And I hope you will just listen and read it on the screen with me and in your own heart and mind as your prayer as well. But let me just talk about it first. Here's the prayer, just excerpts of this prayer. Fit me, O Lord, for every scene and circumstance. Stay my mind upon thee and turn my trials to blessings that they may draw out my gratitude and praise as I see their design and their effects. You see that? And read that again. Turn my trials to blessings that they may draw out my gratitude and praise as I see their design and effects. And then he says, set me apart, or, or Lord, sanctify me in every relation, office transaction, condition of life, that if I prosper, I may not be unduly exalted, and if I suffer, I may not be overly sorrowful. Balance, you know, keep me balanced is what he's saying. Balance my, ha- my mind in all varying circumstances and help me to cultivate a disposition that renders every spiritual duty a privilege. That's important. Help me, help me to have the right thinking that renders every spiritual duty, not a duty, but, but a privilege. Now let me just read that one more time out loud. You just, in your own mind, just follow along. I, I'm, I'm seriously making it my prayer. And I hope you can too. Lord, fit me for every scene, every circumstance that I come across. Stay my mind upon thee and turn my trials into blessings that they may draw out my gratitude and my praise as I see their design and their effects. Sanctify me, set me apart, Lord, in every relationship, office transaction, condition of life, that if I prosper, I may not be unduly exalted, and if I suffer, I may not be overly sorrowful. Lord, just balance me out, balance my life My mind in all varying circumstances and help me to cultivate a disposition that renders every spiritual duty a privilege. Lord God, I make that my prayer. I pray for all of us here who have who have made that our prayer. And that we would be able to, to live up to that. We thank you for your love and your grace, your forgiveness. That Jesus came, lived, suffered, died, and rose again. That we can have the ability to have a life, life with you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.